We appreciate you listening and supporting this Godzilla Media podcast. And we hope that you can continue to support our sponsors like the good people over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. 6th Avenue, the fall's officially here. Are you looking for that change for your heater, your furnace? Are you going to make sure that these days coming up when the weather gets a little bit colder that you're going to be prepared in your home? Some of you may not have thought about your furnace in a long time. Are you changing your filters in your home? Do you know how to handle any of those situations? If you don't, it's as simple as walking into 6th Avenue, saying hello to my guy Tom and saying, Hey, I heard you on one of the Godzilla Media podcasts. I heard about your business. Can you tell me more about how I can help my place this fall? And they will help you. That entire staff there. George as well, the big boss over there, man. Looking forward to chatting it up with him about some great events coming up this fall in the sports world as well. Walk in, say hello, or give them a call today. They can help you with all the things that you need to continue to improve your living spot this fall. So again, the place for you is Johnstone Supply in Troy. Take down their number. Remember this for you. Grab the piece of paper, pause the podcast, prepare yourself to make sure you have their number for you. It is 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy helping you this fall. Now, let's not forget about our friends over at Mohawk Honda where they always go out of their way to please you. The fall is here and you're getting ready to gear up for those tailgates, those road trips. Do you want to show up to the tailgate with the busted up vehicle? Do you want your friends to point and laugh and say, ah, look how dumb your car is? It could happen. Mohawk Honda wants to help you trade in your vehicle and get exactly what you deserve in your pocket. Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road. It is worth the drive wherever you're listening. Driving to Glenville. Talk to my guy, Greg Johnson. Be like, I heard about you on Sports with the Zena T. Taylor and Bryce always talk highly of Mohawk Honda. Goss was talking about it. All right, let's make the change. Let's get into the vehicle that I want. I know it from experience. My guy Cam McKenna took care of me. My pilot's in my driveway. Bryce and Taylor will tell you the same thing. They've been to Mohawk Honda. They've heard about the great people. They know it's a family business. The Herodin family continues to support the Capital Region. Local people, local podcasts. They want to make sure that when you're enjoying those events, you've got a great ride on your side. Mohawk Honda, check them out on social media where they always go out of their way to please you. Now let's get into it. Sports with a Z and a T. Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. I am Bryce Lewinsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are brought to you by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Techies Firewater Restoration, Saving Face Barbershop, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Mohawk Honda. You can see all that additional information below on our YouTube feed, so check out their fall promotions as we are no longer in summer town. Well, I guess technically we're still in summer. Labor Day. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but Labor Day weekend typically is how I view the end of summer. And with Labor Day weekend came real meaningful football. And that was the first week of it. And you could count week zero, I guess, with college football. If you really want to, I'm not. Uh, week one. <laughs> of college football this past weekend, and boy, was it back in a big way. A lot of good games, um, the atmosphere, the packed stadiums, the bands are back, the college football scene is just so much better with all the traditions mm-hmm. and the bands and the fans, everything back. Um, I was in the wilderness. Uh, we had our camping trip um, that was made up for the 4th of July because – here in upstate new york all it's done is rain all year so we had to make that up and the only time we could do it was labor day weekend which means 
I suffered um, barely streaming Penn State football. <laughs> I had I had a sliver of signal that my buddies were able to text me updates, and I would be able to like catch a couple um, like glimpses of it, and then it would freeze again, and then I'd lose service. Then I'd be mm. able to see it again, and then I'd lose service. I was stressing the hell out because obviously that was a massive game for Penn State to start off the year. Really was going to be a tone setter, and that's where I want to start because people gave me shit from our uh, episode when I said Penn mm. State is a potential college football playoff team. There's not much more of a statement than walking into Camp Randall week one and dominating them offensively. I mean, the defense shut them down, and they did enough on the offensive side of the ball. Wisconsin's always a top 10 uh, defense themselves. Going into a jam-packed Camp Randall opening week, Penn State is my first observation of college football week one. They made their mark, and honestly put the Big Ten on notice because another team I want to get to, Ohio State, did not look that good. Penn State already went from 19 to 11 in this week's top 25. Um, I mean, obviously, there's going to be more coming up with their schedule, but so far, so good. Want to know for my Nittany Lions. Yeah, and I, I, when did you come back from your uh, Monday? Yeah, I saw your text. Monday. Yeah, I yeah. well, I and had I a tweeted. lot of text once I got signal. Like I was sort of getting texts, but not all of them. And then I got like all these texts coming back, like on my way back into civilization on Monday. Like, are you okay? Because I am not <laughs> quiet during Penn State football, especially on social media. People were actually concerned something was wrong with me because I didn't make any comments, obviously. Well, that's, um, that's what I'm getting at is that, like, I tweeted out and I said, you know, great start to the season uh, for Penn State. And I, I tagged, you know, the podcast, you mm-hmm. and uh, whatever else. And I was and you didn't respond. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I thought Bryce would be all over social media, like hyping it up because all uh, we all know it. you. We all yes. know you. You are the the Penn State, our, our resident a Philly guy in general. Um, and so, yeah, I thought you'd be freaking out and I was kind of surprised. I was like, what's going on? And now it all makes sense. It's all falling together. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great win um, for your, your Nittany lions. Um, yeah. They made a statement. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I much agree with you that Ohio state didn't look very good. Cause I mean, uh, they, their defense, they're supposed to be very good defensively yeah. and coughed right, up 38 enough. points to fair Minnesota. Enough. So well, yeah, they're, they're their offense looks fine. Like it looks great. Like with CJ, I mean, that's Stroud, not a surprise. But no, no. It, it, the debut of CJ Stroud, he looked awesome. He threw a pick, but four TDs. Like they dominated. But also, a great win by Penn State, and they at, moved up the rankings, obviously as they should. Um, and yeah, I think they're in prime position to you know take that spot that you have them yeah. there. They have they have Ball State this week, and then they have another another resume builder, which is going to be their whiteout game in two weeks, home against Auburn, who is now ranked at twenty five. Mm-hmm. So I mean, quickly, like I said, Wisconsin was such a tone setter that I I feel pretty good about it. They have some tough games coming up, including I mean, they already passed their first test. They have home against Auburn, and they're also at Iowa and at Ohio State this year. So they're going to be tested a lot. Um, that's why I said if they can make it through, they. They are going to be in the college football playoff, no doubt about it. Um, some other observations from the past week, and, and we let, let's just start with. Uh, I mean, we mentioned Ohio State; they gave up thirty-one, not thirty-eight points. I'm sorry to Minnesota. And look, um, 
Minnesota is good, but not that good. So, I mean, some of it might be the week one sleepies, but I, I have a little concern of Ohio State. Oklahoma squeaked by Tulane. I almost coughed that up. Some cause for concern there as well, if you ask me. Uh, Clemson's in a whole heap of trouble, and I threw that out here on this podcast last week when we did the college football playoff preview, that I didn't think Clemson was going to be that good. Now, granted, Georgia is probably... If it's not Bama, uh, they're probably the best defensive team in the entire country. So, I mean, saying they put up three points against Georgia isn't a shocker, but it's enough of a shocker. Um, Georgia really made Clemson look bad, and they have a lot of issues. Granted, the ACC is not that good, evidenced by UNC, who we kind of hinted at maybe a team pushing Clemson for the ACC title. Just absolutely laid a goose egg against Virginia Tech. This Clemson team, I don't think they look, they could they run the table and have their only loss be week one against Georgia? Yeah, would that be fine? Yeah, but there was a lot of cause for concern uh, for myself when it comes to watching that Clemson game. Yeah, and you went through a, a bunch of teams really quickly. And as we we said on our our preview, our quick preview of uh, college football, and we picked our teams. I did have UNC. Not that I truly believed that they would do it, but I wanted to pick someone who's outside of the the normal, a new face. Um, and I didn't want to go with Penn State because you're already covered in that. Uh, so I went with uh, UNC. And yeah, they did not. They did not look very good against Virginia Tech. Um, they just turn the ball over way, way, way too much. And that's, that's obviously um, a concern. Uh, Ohio state's defense defense is a concern. I mean, they, they put up 495 offensive yards and they let up 408. So it's like, <clears throat> is that really sustainable, especially against teams? And if you make it to the playoff at that point, and even if you're playing a team like Penn state, or if you make it to the playoff and you're playing Alabama, Alabama, puts up points if you're giving uh, up yeah bama looks minnesota you're bama gonna put up like a good. thousand points to bama yeah bama looks really good as I, I mean bryce young 27 for 30 <laughs> i mean let's talk about bama. I mean, they, they you know miami yeah, wanted some competition to start the year they wanted they wanted to put themselves to a test and i think they bit off more than they could chew um <laughs> bama Bryce Young went 27 for 38, 344 yards and four tutties. Uh, Jameson Williams, 94 yard touchdown. Bama's defense looks as good as it did last year. Uh, look, Bama's Bama, and we we talked about it in our preview as well. Like that, it that does not surprise me that Bama did what they did. Now, oh, did I think it was going to be a bit of a closer game? Yeah, just just yeah, a, a smidge. <laughs> um, but I, I just don't I. I don't know. Like, look, it's one game. I get it. But people are already considering that Alabama's team last year, a lot of people said may have been the best college football team of all time. Now this team is already, they, they didn't, they, I mean, it's just a retooling and Bryce Young is just that next wave of unreal talent that am Alabama is rolling out. Um, Bama looked the part. I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to be the national champion unless something drastic changes. Um, but other than that, some other things, Washington really disappointed laying a goose egg at home against Montana. I'm not really sure what happened there, but they, uh, they got upset. So the PAC 12 looks to be about as weak as it has been. UCLA trying to save the name of the PAC 12 upset LSU, to start off the year, um, UCLA is actually now 2-0. LSU laid a goose egg, first appearance ever at the Rose Bowl. 
But all in all, a, a lot of good games to start the year, which is not something you always see. Uh, usually it takes two or three weeks to really get the meat of the good games. Uh, we got another good slate this week. Um, Oregon plays Ohio State. That's probably the daddy of them all, yeah. if you ask me. Um, mm-hmm. This week I got all eyes on that for obvious reasons. Um, I also am looking at the Iowa-Iowa State game. I have obviously Big Ten interest in that as well. A lot of good games already on this year's slate, and this upcoming week is not going to be any different. Yeah, no, I think this this next week is exciting, and obviously that game is the marquee game. Uh, going, I don't think I actually talked about Georgia um, when you brought them up because they were one that I picked to be in. Um, there you go. Yeah, they looked the part. I, I, I mean, Georgia is always one of those teams. They always have the talent. They have the defense, but sir, for some reason, they always lay that egg against like a South well, Carolina, and, the and they just is- for some reason never – they're always on the wrong end of the stick. Although uh, Clemson's defense is is good, um, putting up ten points is a concern because then I mean once you get to obviously I think they're going to lose to Alabama, um, may that be in the title game or not. But I I think that they have to put up more points if they if they want to compete because even if, if even against a good defense, I don't think Alabama is putting up less than thirty at least. Um, and they're and they have a great defense too. And then uh, also I mean Oklahoma probably should have beat Tulane by more but i mean well they i mean they great. they were up 26 in the going into the fourth quarter and almost coughed yeah. it up i mean Tulane yeah. had a shot really late they they recovered an onside kick with like 2 minutes left and all Almost one. I mean, if you're Oklahoma, you're about the only. Ch- I mean, look, the Big Twelve is already falling apart. I'm not. I'm not a believer in Texas. You could believe in them all you want. Um, I'm not. Uh, Oklahoma is the team in that conference, and they did not look good at all. Yeah, and and I think Rattler. Uh, it's only one game, but he hurt his Heisman chances. Um, with that, I mean, they won, so it's like it's not too bad, obviously. Right. Um, but but he didn't look great. I would say, especially down the stretch there, but. You know what? They won, so no a lot of good stuff back. and another exciting, uh, exciting week of football coming up. Penn State plays Ball State, so I'm just hoping they oh, but, can. Uh, but we 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 all know the the football that uh that's happening this weekend that we're all yes. real, real real excited about. I, I, I was I was about to say let let's get yeah. it real here. We we all know <laughs> what we all are are ready for, and that is week one of the NFL season. Game one, the season opener is Thursday night, Dallas and Tampa Bay. Uh, It's finally here, Taylor. We've been talking about it. We've been doing our fantasy football previews. We had our fantasy football draft at Godzilla Media. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in five leagues, Taylor. I know you're in at least three, right? I I think I have to count it up, but I think it might be five. I just found out I was in another one. Um, and it's paid and I didn't know that. And it's, I'm like, Oh crap. Uh, the draft <laughs> tomorrow night. So I'm ready to go. But, uh, yeah, we have our fantasy lease. I mean, Levac has his, all his excuses out about the Godzilla <laughs> media debacle that happened last week. Sony, Michelle for Daryl Waller. Look, look, before we go into the NFL, we pre, uh, Week one preview. I, I heard Levac's explanation from over the weekend uh, explaining that he was approached about the trade. It doesn't matter. Like, obviously, <laughs> I don't blame Levac for accepting the trade. Anybody with half a brain blame would. the institution. 
I blame yeah. the institution and the environment that allowed this to grow and materialize and become official. Sony Michelle is a backup running back that could be fantasy irrelevant by week four, week five, and you got a top two tight end. That's the bottom line. Look, I know I don't blame LeVac at all. I would accept it too. Um, That's a great trade it, from his angle. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible just, trade from Dan's. Like if he literally, if he approached me, I would consider giving like Damian Harris, maybe like I would literally consider that like, because Darren Waller's that good at tight end and I'm needed at tight end. I, my tight end is hurt. So I had to basically drop him because the Irv Smith, you and I are, you and I are flirting with some trades where we're off on a little bit going, but. You have Tyler Croft. I have Gasicki. I'm still I'm still interested in ex, uh, exploring some trade options with you. We just have to find a common ground here and there. Um, again, I was out I'm all weekend. Guys so. that I love. I know. He's like well, Terry McLaurin, and I'm like I've been hyping him up all off season. I'm not. I don't want to give him up. Well, I have to. You know, you never know That's, what trades are going to be accepted in this you. league. Yeah, I know. So I know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Dan. You can't pull that fast one on me. I know. We're the past two champions. We actually know what we're doing. Okay, let's go to week one. Um, what we're gonna do, and it, it kind of just dawned on me as I was driving home from work, even bef- after we talked about what we wanted to do in this show, which was, I think, all year we're gonna go game by game give our preview of the games and we're going to make our picks. I'm going to keep score all year long and we're going to see who did better. I don't know what the prize is going to be. If anything, except bragging rights, I'm not really sure. Um, but we're going to start. Um, we'll, figure and, that out as we go. Well, we'll see how it goes. And, and if it, and if it turns out to be a success, we might get some other podcasts in on it as well. And, Make something out of it. I don't know. I didn't even bring this across to the big guy, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. But let's hop right into it. And I already mentioned Thursday night, Dallas heads into Tampa Bay. Uh, the Buccaneers are obviously going to raise that banner. They're defending Super Bowl champions. Brady has played already in the NFL kickoff game four times. This is going to be his fifth time kicking off the NFL regular season. Keep in mind, the Bucks almost have their entire core back from last year. All of their starters are returning. That's the first Super Bowl champion to ever do so, which is rather impressive when you think about it. No free agents left. No trades happen. Nobody took a job from any, anybody. All the starters are back. They're ready to run it back. And uh, this is a Buccaneers team that you and I both really like. And uh, they're they're facing a Cowboys team that all of a sudden is banged up without even playing a game. Sorry, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my phone scrolling through to get stuff, and uh, some popped up. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that I'm excited for this first game. Um, actually, hold on. You know what? I'm, I'm going to turn this off because it's being dumb. So. Really, what's what's happening in this game? Look, Zach Martin is going to be out because of COVID protocols. Dak Prescott was already proven to be not a hundred percent healthy for the rest of the year. Uh, per Adam Schefter, the, the belief is that he won't be a hundred percent healthy uh, throughout the entire year if he can make it. Obviously, Zeke is back. They do have the three-headed monster at wide receiver with Lamb, Cooper, and Gallup. 
Uh, but this defense is horrible. And, and with Tampa looking like a force to be reckoned with, led by Tom Brady, I love their offense. I mean, the Buccaneers have a three-headed monster of their own at wide receiver uh, with Evans, Godwin, and, and A.B., who Bruce Arians just today um, said that A.B. looks like the A.B. of four or five years ago, which if that's the case and he's – looking like the best he has been in a four or five years. Remember, four or five years ago, A.B. was your number one or number two overall pick in fantasy football drafts. So this is a guy that is, I mean, if he could take it to that next level, this offense is going to be scary. The backfield with Fournette and Ronald Jones is there. Um, this is going to be a big game to kick off the year. Yeah, uh, and everything you said before that, what I was going to comment on, um, the fact that they have all their starters, the Buccaneers do, bring back all their guys from last year, Super Bowl winning team. Um, that's rough to face. And if you're the Cowboys, you know, you haven't seen Dak Prescott play in forever, it feels like. Um, so you don't really know how he's going to play. You assume he's going to play up to the standard that they've had, but he's also been dealing with that shoulder injury. And Zach Martin is going to miss the game because of the COVID protocol that he's in. I think he tested positive. Um, and so he is out. And so they're going to be missing a big part of their offensive line, which affects not only Dak, but Zeke. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, um, this this um, Buccaneers defense is is very good. As we saw in the Super Bowl, they didn't allow a touchdown to, you know, right. one of the best offensive teams we could possibly come up with. Yeah, I, I don't think in, uh, enough people are talking about the absence that Zach Martin's going to have he's, in this game. Every time uh, he's gone, the Cowboys struggle. Uh, in this pass rush, I mean, Tampa's pass rush might be one of the best, if not the best in all of the NFL. Um, I don't see – look, Dallas might be able to put up the points because they're going to have to throw the football a ton, and, but – I, I just see no way, shape, Man. or form that Dallas is going to win this game. I, I'm going to kick off the bat, and I think you're going to agree with me, but I'll let you say it for yourself, but I'm taking Tampa. Yeah, and, and going back to what you, you just said earlier, if AB if AB is AB, like the AB that we know and love, the Pittsburgh AB, the guy who's number two pick in fantasy football as a wide receiver because he's just that good, if he were to get to that level again, then forget about it. Like This, this offense is then on on the par with, you know, any offense in the league. And you could say their one weakness, if they have one, is they don't they don't have that dominant of a rushing game. And Tom Brady's not mobile. So if you can get pressure up the middle, I'm sure you could you, he's not going to escape like a Patrick Mahomes or a Russell Wilson. But that's the only knocks you can say on this team, especially on the offensive side. So yeah, I I, I don't know how I could pick uh Dallas in, in this one. I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Tampa Bay. And as good of a game as that's going to be, let's start the Sunday slate. And uh, 1 o'clock on CBS would be the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Myers debut against the Houston Texans down in Houston. Um, Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer kicking off their debuts for the Jags, as I had just mentioned. Tyrod Taylor is your starter, QB1 for Houston with the uncertainty surrounding Deshaun Watson. We talked about these two teams being two of the three worst teams in all of football. Um, the outlook on the Texans is abysmal. The Jaguars is pretty damn close as well. Um, coin flip, I guess, but Taylor, I'll let you go first, uh, given your thoughts, and uh, give me your pick as well. All right. Well, I mean, in this one, it, it is kind of a coin flip. These are two bad teams as I see it. Um, but when it comes down to it, whose offense do I trust more? Got to go with the number one overall pick, 
and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's a solid guy, but uh, I just don't. I'm sure he's it. a great I, guy. <laughs> no, nah, he's a great guy, but uh, he's not. He's not a quarterback who's going to go out there and win the games games for you. Houston's going to be a bad team. I I think I said in the preview I expect them to win like you know two three four games. Like I, it, maybe this is one of those games that they take and it's going to be it's going to be close. I think. I mean that the the line right now is two and a half to yep. to Jacksonville. So it's it's not much. Like uh, they think it's going to be pretty close, uh, but. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Jacksonville in this one. Yeah, I, I got to go safe. Jacksonville. I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I think, will do enough with this offense, even though it's his debut. Um, I think Houston is trying because, I mean, Houston, it's, his, it's his debut. He wants to show out. You know? I, I mean, Houston is a dumpster fire from start to finish. <laughs> they have uh, no defense whatsoever. Their offense is um, pretty much absent entirely uh Tyrod look he's a serviceable NFL quarterback but he's not going to win you games he's not going to lose you games and when you have the running back by committee of Mark Ingram Philip Lindsay and David Johnson uh, along with Brandon Cooks and I mean you're talking about Nico Collins being your wide receiver too there's just not much to talk about as well as a head coach that I have absolutely zero confidence in um I just can't take Houston right here I'm going to go Jacksonville as well. So we two games in agree Tampa and Jacksonville. Let's if, go to the next. If Watson what? was playing, it would, it would be different, but Oh, if Watson not, was so. playing. Yeah, of course. But you know, he's not, and probably won't for the rest of the year. Um, not, not for that team anyway. This game has some intrigue and I, I think <sighs> this is going to be tough for me. Um, Chargers at the Washington football team. And Taylor, I know you like Washington. This defense is really good. Yeah, um, the, I, I like the Chargers myself a lot. Um, they have a new head coach and Brandon Staley making his debut. Uh, Justin Herbert is, I, I'm very high on this year. Expected the build on last year's very good rookie season. Washington's Chase Young will be disrupting this Chargers offense. You just know it. Five of Washington's seven wins were in the underdog role last year, which they find themselves in again with the Chargers as a one-point favorite. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm just not a big look. Washington can win games. Don't get me wrong, and I know you like them as your NFC East champion. Uh, this is a tough start for me, and, and I'm not a big believer in what Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to do for this team. Eventually, it's the Fitz magic is going to run out, and I'm just not a believer in what that offense is. Whether you have look, I like Gibson and I like Terry, and I like the addition of Curtis Samuel, but it's just not enough. Um, the Chargers just have a little bit more on both sides of the ball. Uh, people are sleeping on that defense. I'm going Chargers. All right. Well, I I think we're gonna get our first disagreement then. Um, like you said, only one point uh, favors the Chargers, so it's it's close. It's essentially a coin flip. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna go Washington. I think they have enough on defense. I think Chase Young and that whole defensive unit is going to be really really disruptive um, to Justin Herbert and everything he's going to try to do. I think it'll probably be pretty high scoring. I I would think. Um, I don't think it's going to be a defensive battle too much. I, I think that they will. Uh, Washington will do enough to slow uh, the Chargers down, and I'm gonna say that they're starting off their uh, their division winning run with uh, a win a win against the Chargers. 
I'm picking Washington. They need this to get a team game, name. What is taking them so long? They real. said 2023. The Indians turned to the Guardians so quickly. And I know. It's just Washington is dragging. Well, there, there was a while where Washington was, was considering keeping it the Washington football team, which is just horrendous. Yeah. But uh, I, I honestly like the logo a lot. I've told people before. I, I really just like the yellow W. I, I don't know. I just like it. But the I name is dumb. I think their color scheme is horrendous as well, but I'm a little biased because I'm a Birds fan and they're, they're, they've been our like you know, redheaded stepchild for, you know, <laughs> as long as I've been born. So yeah. um, let, let, let's let's go to this next game. And I know, Taylor, this is going to tweak at your heart a little bit. Oh, this is, uh, uh, yeah, you know where this is going. <laughs> Seattle is coming into Indy. And look, this on paper... This is a great game. Seattle, a, a team that should be right in the thick of the conversation of winning the, the West and, and will be in the thick of the NFC conversation against a Colts team that on paper is good. However, the Colts have issues at quarterback. Um, there is still question around if Carson, the expectation is that he will play. But will Carson Wentz play week one? And if he cannot, that means Jacob Eason will be in line to make his first NFL start. That would be against a Seattle team that allowed just 3.9 yards per carry last season on the ground. So whoever is at quarterback for the Colts is going to be pressed to match a lot of plays with Russell Wilson, who from everything we all have heard looks very good. This offense DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, Chris Carson in the backfield. Hell, even Gerald Everett at tight end now. <laughs> Under new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron, this Seahawks team coming into Indy with a lot of question marks for your Colts. Uh, yeah, I mean, of, of course. And so uh, when I look at this game, it's all about, obviously, it, it's about the injuries. It's about who's going to play and who's going to not. And when I look at it, it Carson is, he might play. I'm really hoping that he will. He went through 11 and 11 drills on Thursday's practice. Um, so he's questionable right now, but if he's practicing, that's a good sign. He just came off the COVID list. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, and then if we look, I believe that Quentin Nelson is going to play. He'll be fine. Um, Eric Fisher, they actually just uh, reactivated him and he's questionable. Um, so there's a chance that we might even have our left tackle. So that's also really exciting. And so I, I, I really think that as long as the offensive line's there, we have Jonathan Taylor, we have Marlon Mack, we have Neiman Hines. If we have Carson Wentz, I think the offense will be fine. T.Y. Hilton's not going to be out there, but like I've said multiple times before, that's normal for the Colts. He's hurt a lot. And so, uh, you know, wide receiver one is probably going to be Michael Pittman. Uh, Paris Campbell is going to be out there, so we'll be able to see his speed. Um, I, I don't know. The Colts, the Colts' offense looks to be mostly intact, which you know, knock on wood, uh, uh, should be a good game. And I think their defense is going to be coming into this game. I think it's underrated, um, and I, I think a lot of people will see soon enough that the Colts' defense is going to be, you know, knocking on the door of top five, if not top five. Quiddy Pay looks great in camp. I've been hearing a lot about how he's the future of their pass rush. Um, I'm really hopeful, and I think that if Carson's playing, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to take the Colts in this game. Mark it down. Mark it down. 
I'm oh, not going to move against them. I know you're not, and I expected it, but uh, your heart is not where your head is in this one. Um, the Seahawks are just going to be too plays. much. Look, look, I look. I love Carson to death, but he has not practiced, and he hasn't played all preseason. He's had very little reps in this offense. Granted, he knows the offense with Frank Reich. However, he does not have much chemistry with this offensive line all and the weapons around is- him. All he has to do is match Russell Wilson. All he has to do is run the ball. All he has to do is match Russell. If Carson can't run, he has a broken foot. No, not Carson. Give it to Jonathan Taylor. All he has to do is go like this, turn and hand the ball off to those running backs. Yeah, that's That's all all fine and dandy until, you know, Russell Wilson throws three bombs in the first quarter to Tyler Lockett and DK Mackham. Three bombs. He's Uh, not going to get the ball. Do you see... If there's a quarterback that's as good as anybody escaping pressure and running around in the backfield making plays, it's Russell Wilson. The Colts defense is the Colts defense is good. It's not that good. Stop it. The Seahawks win by double digits. Seahawks win by double digits. Remove. No, no, we're not moving on because (laughs) you can talk about Penn State all you fucking want. I'm gonna talk about the Colts for once. (laughs) But all I have to do is if they. If they win the time of possession by running the ball, which is the game plan, then they take pressure off Carson Wentz and they don't give the ball to Russell Wilson to score three touchdowns in the first God. quarter. You you sound you sound like what uh, me and my uh, co-host Jeff Lawson on Made for Philly sounded like for the past <laughs> three years. All they have to do is run the ball, control time of possession. Run the damn ball. <laughs> we have hats made because that was a slogan last year, and I think that's a thing that we say now. <laughs> just run the damn ball. Just just. Carson, turn around and you give it to Jonathan Taylor or Marlon Mack. I don't care. Look, look you or know, give it to even Hines. You know Short how I feel. You know how I feel about the potential the Colts have this year. I just think mm-hmm. it's going to be a very rough start for them. Um, they're going to be think playing. If catch they up. were injured, they would have. But they're all healthy. The whole offensive line might play, and that's they're big. not. If Quentin Nelson is look, he's not going to be healthy all year. It's pain management. It's the same with Carson. Yeah, dude's yeah, a beast. He's a yeah, he's Quentin fine. Nelson is a beast. I'm more. Yeah, I'm, I'm not more denying about, that at all. He's probably one I'm of the best offensive linemen in all football. Yeah, I think he's be. the best, but I, I I'm more worried about Eric Fisher because he really hasn't done anything because uh, he's been coming off that Achilles injury. So I, I if anything, I'm most worried about him not making it through the game. Uh, I don't know how many like they might have to switch him out just because he might be fatigued, um, but. I think the Colts can get it done. Mark it down. Let's move on. Uh, all right, let's <laughs> let's move on. Um, a lot of our listeners will be intrigued on this next game simply because of where we're coming from, and that is New York. And a lot of people in the Capital Region are New York Jets fans. The mm. Sam Darnold revenge game. The Jets <laughs> head into Carolina. Zach Wilson's debut for the Jets. It's the revenge game for Sam Darnold facing his former team down in Carolina. Uh, perception is that Zach Wilson will have more success in New York with first coach, first year head coach Robert Sala than Darnold will ever have um, had in New York. But this is still a game that intrigues me simply because I think Carolina is a sneaky team that could be pretty competitive this year. A Carolina offense that could be rejuvenated along with Sam Darnold simply because Christian McCaffrey will be healthy. Um, I'm very high on DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, who Darnold had a great rapport with in New York, 
is reunited with Darnold as well. Uh, the Panthers put a lot of young resources, especially last year, considering every draft pick was on the defensive side of the ball, putting into that defense to revitalize that defense. I really like Matt Rule as a head coach. This Panthers team intrigues me. Um, this game outside of it being the Sam Darnold revenge game may not be intriguing to many other people outside of New York and Carolina, but a lot of fantasy going people will be watching. A lot of fantasy people are, are locked in on it. Um, but I, I I'll go first on this one. Um, the Jets, as much as I like Zach Wilson and I think Robert Sala is going to be a very good coach, I think the Panthers are ahead of the Jets in the process, and I do think Sam Darnold is going to have a nice year in Carolina. I think that he's out to prove that the Jets made a mistake, whether right or wrong, we'll see. But I think week one with Zach Wilson making his debut, there's going to be bumps in the road. Um, the Jets just simply aren't that good of a football team outside of some some promising young town on the offensive side of the ball. The defense is atrocious. I'm going Carolina, and I think I'm going to take them by a touchdown. Yeah, I think uh, for most people, especially Jets fans, it's inter- it's going to be interesting to see how Robert Sala, who is, you know, he was the defensive coordinator for uh, San Francisco, so he's a defensive-minded head coach, how he deals with this Jets defensive roster, which, you know, on paper looks atrocious, doesn't look very good at all. So uh, this will be a, a good test for them because if what I think is going to happen and what I think you think is going to happen is – like this offense for the Panthers might just run all over him, especially Christian McCaffrey. He might just have a field day today or on Sunday and have like three touchdowns. Uh, I put the over under if it was two, like on the over, because I think he'll, if, if this Jets defense is what I think it is and what you think it is, then yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey is going to go off. I think there's going to be not a lot that just offense is going to do, be able to do to keep up. Uh, with Carolina and I think Sam Darnold I mean he has got to be the most motivated guy out there to get a win against his former team that in my mind might have ruined the start to his career I don't know if he's going to be good it's hard to tell because you know the sample size we have with the Jets is just it's the Jets I don't I don't know how much I can it's take it at the face Jets. value they're going to make it they're going to get the ball to Christian McCaffrey that's probably going to be the game plan in most games that Carolina plays and so I mean if he's making the long throws when when they're there to the guy like Robbie Anderson, like you said, he has that the rapport with him. Um, if he's not getting it to Christian McCaffrey, he'll go long to Robbie Anderson. I think he'll have a pretty decent year. I, I do think that it's mostly the Jets' fault that he is the way he is. I don't think that Darnold is a lost cause. Um, and Sam Wilson, it'll be his debut. I I think he's going to look good overall because I do think that he he looks the part at least through preseason. Um, but you're right. He's, he's obviously going to have struggles against a full speed, uh, real NFL defenses. And I do like Matt rule as a coach. So I also will go with Carolina in this one. I just don't think the jets overall as a team are that good. Let's move on to the Vikings heading to Cincinnati to play Joe Burrow and the Bengals to kick off the year. Um, this is a little intriguing, I guess, Mike Zimmer, uh, former 
former Bengals defensive coordinator. So a little bit of a homecoming for him. Obviously, Joe Burrow is back, expected to be a full go week one. This offense obviously is very intriguing with the addition of Jamar Chase. They already have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon will be back and healthy. Um, defense is a dumpster fire, but you know that's okay. You can only address on one side of the ball every now and then. Uh, the Vikings... I mean, I picked them to go to the wild card. Uh, I mean, I don't feel great about, but they have the talent that they should be there at the end to at least compete for that last spot. Um, They need to be better against the run this past year, and they have Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, uh, Kirk Cousins. They'll go as far as Kirk Cousins can take them. Patrick Peterson, remember, is now a Viking as well. This game is a little intriguing, but not not anything. I'm, you know, stopping. Well, first of all, the, the Eagles play at one, so I ain't watching anything but this. But this isn't exactly the game that I would be turning <laughs> be on. Zone. Yeah. No, it, well, I do. I do. I do red zone if my team's not playing. But once the birds yeah. are on, that, that that's it. Um, that's Vikings, Bengals. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. A lot of fantasy talent in this one, just not a lot of real intrigue. Yeah, uh, I, when I look at Minnesota side, um, I'm looking at their injury report right now, and you got guys like Justin Jefferson who is held out of the last preseason game, which doesn't mean all too much. Uh, he'll be fine. Um, he's he's yeah. already practicing. And Adam Thielen's also questionable, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Um and then you got guys like Anthony Barr, which is a big uh, defensive guy for them. He doesn't know if he's going to practice this week. Uh, Coach Zimmer said, we'll see more tomorrow. Well, as of this podcast today, um, whether he will uh, practice on Thursday or Friday uh, ahead of their game. And yeah, so uh, overall, though, um, looking at it, I I don't love the Bengals as a team. Um I know that Minnesota has all those weapons, so I lean toward Minnesota in this one. I'm Dalvin Cook, obviously, uh, for fantasy purposes. I don't have him in any leagues, um, which is surprising. Oh, no, actually, I do. I do because I had the second pick in one. Um, So he's going to be a guy you're going to look to have a big game. Um, Joe Mixon on the other side, a lot of people are going to be looking to see if he's going to actually be like a legit – top running back this year he's always been the guy that i try to avoid because he's just kind of inconsistent he never really ends up in that like top five to ten range and i saw someone take him like at six in one of my leagues so that guy that person is obviously hopeful that he's going to do better than i think he will um so i'm gonna go minnesota in this one um but i'm excited to see burrow back see if he looks as good as he looked last year before he got injured. I'm excited to see what Joe Mixon can do, especially for fantasy purposes moving forward. But I think Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Justin Jefferson, you can't beat that at this point if you're the Bengals. So I- I'm going with Minnesota. Yeah, I invested in uh, Mixon in two of my leagues this year. I-, I just think, look, there's not much competition in that backfield. And the no. fact that that offense should be moving, uh, Mixon's going to get the ball a lot. And when the head coach says as much, um, volume is key, especially in fantasy football. So um, a lot of people slept on him. He fell in a lot, and I snagged him in the third round in both leagues that I got him. Ooh. So, I mean, yes, yeah, so I haven't seen a lot about. Really. Um, 
Uh, there, I mean, Clyde Edwards Alaire was going before him. James Robinson yeah. was going before him. And, and when I it comes like to the third him. round, and, I, and, and I'm looking at, I, I do too. But, you know, when there's a three down, work, uh, you know, bell cow in the third round, I'm taking him. I don't care what team he's that, on. No, um, so, so, but I agree with you that when it comes to real life, Minnesota is the better football <laughs> team and, and should win and, probably should win rather easily uh let, let's move on to the next game which is arizona they're heading to tennessee to face derrick henry and the titans this should be a fun game to watch simply because of all the talent that is there tennessee ranked fourth in the nfl in scoring offense last year and Oh, by the way, added Julio Jones to an offense that already features Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. I mentioned Henry before. Tannehill is off the COVID list. He is good to go. Arizona continues to evolve around Kyler Murray. You know, they have DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in A.J. Green. It's a back-and-forth game that fantasy owners will point to as a reason why they won in Week 1. This is that big of a game when it comes to that talent. Um but when it comes to facing these actual teams, I'm a lot higher on Tennessee than I am Arizona. Not really a knock on Arizona, but I don't like their defense as much. Uh, Tennessee has a very good defense and a lot of weapons on offense. I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, I just feel like, especially early on in the year, they're going to get Derrick Henry going. Uh, they're going to throw the football a little more. Which, look, that Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback, he does put up the numbers through the air, but they also limit to what he is asked to do in the air simply because you have Derrick Henry. I mean, why would you go away from such a beast? But with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in the mix, they are going to throw the football a lot. Arizona is just simply not that good defensively. I'm going Tennessee in this one. Yeah, it, it and right now the line is uh, three to Tennessee. So it's, again predicted to be a pretty close game. Um, but I, I do like Tennessee a lot. I do think that I could see them um, winning for sure. Just Derrick Henry running all over Arizona. And ultimately, I think that that's probably what's going to happen. But but for the sake of not picking with you every single time, I'm going to make the case <laughs> that Arizona can do it. Because I think that Kyler Murray is a special guy. Um, I think he's going to have an even better year than he had last year. Uh, he might be, you know, I, I think he could sneak his way into like the MVP conversation if Arizona has a good year. And I think that that'll start today or Sunday. I keep saying today. It's not today. I wish it were today. Um, <laughs> Sunday, uh, I think Kyler Murray will lead them to a grueling victory over Tennessee. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be within a touchdown. I think that three points is close to what it will be, but I think it's going to go on the Arizona side. I don't love their defense, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Derrick Henry rushes for nearly 200 yards and all over him, but I'm picking Arizona. Uh, this game is going to be pretty easy for both you and I to agree on, and that would be San Francisco heading to Detroit to play the Lions. Um, we have to talk about it. Uh, the Lions are heavy underdogs. Dan Campbell's first game as head coach. Jared Goff is obviously familiar with the Niners now in Detroit, but from his previous years in L.A., he was 3-5 and five as a starter against them. Um, 
San Francisco returns most of its playmakers. Uh, we already talked about Jimmy Garoppolo is QB1 to start the year. Uh, this is not the game that's going to change their minds about Garoppolo being their quarterback and putting in Trey Lance. Uh, this game is going to be a blowout, and it will be a pretty convincing blowout. I think the Niners could easily win this game by 30-plus points. Um, I think you agree. Yeah, the line is only a touchdown and a half favorites for San That's Francisco. That's easy money. Easy yeah, yeah. money. For real, for real. Um, yeah, no, th- th- this 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 might be an ugly blowout. And for fantasy purposes, I mean, I'm looking at Raheem Mostert, Tracer Mon. I think both those guys. Now, 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 we're getting we're getting there about week all one. Right, who I'm, we like? We have our studs right, and duds right. coming I'm up. Saying, I'm just saying. Um, we'll probably circle back to that. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go uh, San Francisco on this one pretty easily. I can see them definitely winning by like 20. Are you sure? Last chance, last chance no, to no, change I'm, your mind. Okay, I'm picking San Fran. They're, Detroit will probably win, and we probably both look stupid. <laughs> my God, if Detroit wins, I'll be There's out no of my service. Detroit's that, gonna win my, like two games or one. San Francisco is my survivor pick this week. They better not. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> Let's go to a, a, what should be a good game, and that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers heading out to Buffalo uh, to mm-hmm. face Josh Allen and the Bills. The Steelers are being left for dead, I, I think, for for the most part, rightfully so, a 37-year-old quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. They do have some nice weapons on offense surrounding him, Najee Harris at running back with the three-headed monster of their own at wide receiver with Juju, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool. Um the Bills offense, I, I mean, what can you say? Josh Allen, we'll see how he does this year with Stefan Diggs torching the Steelers last year for 10 catches, 130 yards. Uh, Pittsburgh is a lot healthier on defense this year. Um, let's see if they'll return the favor. I, 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 I'm tempted to take the Steelers in this one. I just don't think I can. Um, I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm going Bills too. I'm surprised that you're that, uh, that conflicted. I think the guy. Bills are coming back down to earth a little bit this year. I really do. I don't know, man. I, I really like the Bills. I think Josh Allen is legit, and I think obviously Stefan Diggs we know is legit. Um, and then the big question mark for Pittsburgh on the defensive side is whether uh, TJ Watt is going to play. It looks like he's going to be practicing and whatnot, and they're trying to work out a, a finalize a deal uh, with him before the season opener, which is cutting it close. But um, Mike Tomlin said he's optimistic he will get one done, and TJ Watt will be out there for them. Hopefully it's the case for Steeler fans. Um, but with that being up in the air – and the fact that I just like the Bills, I think they're gonna. I think we both picked them to be in the AFC Championship game um, against the Chiefs. I think that I don't really believe in the Steelers all that much. Ben Roethlisberger is getting old; he will fall off eventually. And I think this game is an easy Bills win. Yeah, and a little bit more on the Steelers. Like I like their team a lot, just not the quarterback position, and that just to me, honestly, is going to be the Steelers downfall this year and they're not going to be you can't ask a 37 year old Ben Roethlisberger to keep up to the firepower of what the Bills offense is going to be behind Josh Allen I just don't think it's a it's a good enough matchup for them so yeah I agree with you Buffalo uh the Bills have a great defense too they do 
Uh, let's move on. Our next game is <laughs> the Eagles are heading down to Atlanta. This is a battle of first-year head coaches. Obviously, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles and Arthur oh, Smith down in Atlanta. Um, someone has to get their first win. Jalen Hurts has been named a captain for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's looking to lead an offense that's going to be intriguing, to say the least. You have Miles Sanders in the backfield. You have Heisman winner Devontae Smith, a wide receiver. Jalen Rager, Kez Watkins, a healthy offensive line, and a defense that a lot of people are sleeping on. I already explained why I think the Eagles are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Their success lies on Jalen Hurts. Um, Atlanta is not the team to find out if Jalen Hurts is the answer or not because Atlanta is going to be abysmal on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and and I honestly think the Falcons, even though they have Kyle Pitts, they lost Julio Jones, they added Kyle Pitts, I think they're going to lose a step on offense because you have a head coach that wants to run the football, prefers to run the football. Remember, Arthur Smith is coming from Tennessee. You have Matt Ryan, who's not a spring chicken, another year older, uh, a team that's going to be behind a lot. It just doesn't – the the for this season – the Falcons makeup doesn't make sense to me. I think the Eagles are a better put together football team that I think are going to surprise a lot of people. I'm taking my birds to start off one and zero. Well, I wanted to tell you, so I'll tell you right now in the paid league, um, the first one that I'm in that I already drafted, uh, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback, so I will be rooting for him for fantasy purposes for sure. Um, I'm hoping that he he really um, steps it up and becomes not only a thrower uh, or a decent enough thrower, but I think I hope he uses his legs a lot. And he will absolutely use those legs. Yes. Yeah. Get into the end zone as much as possible. Then he could be a very truly viable uh, fantasy quarterback in that aspect. Um, And then for Atlanta, Mike Davis is going to be their running back. Um, Wayne Gallman might look cut it. Had a, a nice bit, had Davis. a nice year last year, but I, but I'm sorry, it just doesn't cut it for me. You know, with with what the Falcons wanted to. Yeah, so uh, uh, it's going to be a good first game to see, and honestly, I think it's going to be really close. I think you're going to be sweating. Oh, this absolutely. Game. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. I'm going to be pacing back and forth until the very well, last last second. I know it. But I think it's also going to make for a like, a very good game. Like I really hope I, uh, I I'm probably tune in for a lot of. The, I I do a lot of red zone. I'll always be having the Colts game up too. But I like to two screen it when I can. Uh, so if at all possible, I'll two screen it. Um, might cast you know red zone up, up on the TV and then watch the Colts game on my phone or one of the two. But either way, this game I'm betting will be popping up a lot on red zone. Cause I think it, it's going to be pretty high scoring. Cause like you said, uh, Atlanta's defense is not that good. And I'm not sold that the Eagles defense is very good either. And I think Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley will be able to put up points. Um, plus Mike Davis. We'll see really how he looks in this offense. <coughs> and so, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'll go with you. I'll go with the Eagles, but I think it's going to be a nail biter. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. I I mean, it's going to be a good game. I just don't think Atlanta's going to be very good this year. Yeah. I think their defense is really sus. (laughs) Yes. Let's go to another game that a lot of people in our area have a lot of intrigue, and that would be the Denver Broncos heading into New York to face the New York Giants. Now, you and I have both expressed um, our disbelief in what the Giants are going to be this year. Um, The Denver Broncos, and I've said this, I think I've said this on this show, I think they are the new Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a loaded 
roster, very good on defense, have the weapons on offense. They just don't have the quarterback. They named Teddy Bridgewater their starter, um, but I, I feel like if they were the team to land a Sean Watson or an Aaron Rodgers next year, this team could be really scary. However, nonetheless, they start the year with Teddy Bridgewater as their starting quarterback heading into New York with the Giants, a lot of question marks as well. Daniel Jones enters a really pivotal year, pretty much a make-or-break season to make sure that he is the starting quarterback of the future for them, and it really hinges a lot on the health of Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay. Um, this is a Giants team that I think will fall from grace on the defensive side of the ball as well. I just simply don't believe in them a whole lot. I think the Denver Broncos, this is going to be an ugly game. Um, I think this defense is going to first force some turnovers and put the Giants in some bad spots. I'm going to take Denver in this one. Yeah, uh, when when I look at this, uh, it, it's a lot to do with, on the Giants' side, the health of Saquon Barkley, whether he'll be even able to play, and even if he does play... As of now, the expectation is that he is, but we'll see how yes. this week progresses. That's literally what he said, Saquon. He said, we'll see, when asked if he would be able to you know, play um, at this weekend, and he said, we'll see. And that's I think they're playing it by ear, and I think that that scares you if you're a Giants fan for sure because Saquon is a huge part of your offense especially because you know Daniel Jones is what he is and the receivers that you have are what they are I don't really believe in Kenny Galladay um and you have like you know I, I just I just think that they will go as Saquon goes they can be a a semi-viable offense if they have a guy like Saquon Barkley who can just kind of do it all um but absent him I don't like them at all, and I don't like their defense very much either. And if you look on the other side, I'm intrigued to see how the the backfield for the Broncos shakes out because obviously you have Melvin Gordon there, but the expectation is Devontae Williams will be, you know, very much taking his spot and pushing him out uh, of the room, uh, so to speak. So I'm excited to see or interested to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, you're right. With Teddy Bridgewater, you can only go so far, but you can go far enough to beat the Giants. And I'm thinking about <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to go very far, you know. No, it oh, doesn't have to high. go too far, but it'll be far enough to beat the New York Football Giants, so who I think are going to be a dumpster fire this year. And I know you agree. Um, yeah. Let's go to a. I, I think it could be the game of the week. Um, Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns heading to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs to start off the year. This is going to be a game that I think a lot of people are going to hype up. Um, and it's going to end up being, and I said it could be the game of the week. However, I don't believe so. I think this is going to be hyped up for all and nothing. And the Chiefs are absolutely going to obliterate. Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. It just doesn't play right into what the Browns want to do. You can't ask Baker Mayfield to be in a shootout match with Patrick Mahomes. I like the I like the Browns defense a lot. They upgraded their back seven in the offseason, but is it going to be enough to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs opening week in Arrowhead? Uh, probably not considering Mahomes a 17 four and home has never lost to an AFC North opponent. Um, <laughs> I, I'm got, look, I'm picking my Super Bowl pick in this one and that's going to be the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. Both are Super Bowl picks actually. So yeah, uh, uh, there has been a lot of hype already 
around this game and a lot of Browns fans coming out and saying, they're just going to like punch the chiefs in the mouth and let's do this and blah, 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 blah. But ultimately I see how you see it. The only way that I think that they could, the Browns could possibly win is kind of how the Colts will be trying to win is, is that control the possession so that you don't give it to Patrick Mahomes with your, your Nick Chubb and your Kareem Hunt. But that's in my eyes, they're only packed the victory because as good as the Browns defense is, especially the, their front guys, miles Garrett and whatnot, but you know, uh, the chiefs upgraded their offensive line. And we're about (laughs) to see that they have an awesome offensive line. And I think that, you know, with that being said, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have the time. And when he runs out of time, he'll use his legs and be the best quarterback in the NFL, which he is. And yeah, I think the Chiefs are gonna gonna roll in this one because I agree with you. You don't want Baker in a shootout. I think that that is the opposite of how they win. They win by ground and pound, kind of um, rush the ball and control the possessions, and, and that's how the Browns will be winning. I think most of their games. Can Baker have a few games here and there against bad defenses where he throws it like four touchdowns? Sure. But I don't think that you can expect that every day, and I don't think you can expect him to keep up with the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs are going to win this game. Sorry, let's head, let's head to uh, the game down at Jacksonville. And it, No, it's not the Jaguars. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers visiting the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, Hurricane Ida forced this game to move to a neutral site, which is Jacksonville. Um, we already talked about the Packers and this being the swan song and Aaron Rodgers and company out for a vengeance against the now Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints. Uh, it's going to be a new look team. Um, Saints do have some talent, but uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to be enough here against the Packers, who are my NFC uh, champion. Hmm. I think this Packers team is just too good. I, I know that the Saints could put up the points as well. Um, I just don't think it's going to be enough. You, you asked Jameis Winston to throw the football 30 times. He, Yeah, he might give you four touchdowns, but it might be four interceptions along with it. So uh, I'm going to... I'm going to say, do I expect Jameis to be better? Yes, but I'm going to hold off on that approach until I see it. Thus, I'm taking Green Bay, who is my NFC champion, to start 1-0. And Green Bay is four-point favorites in this game. So um, I think that I would not – again, I'm going to – this is going to be one of those ones where, for me, it's kind of a toss-up because I think that both teams are really good. Um, Packers, again – probably are going to win but for the sake of picking i'm going to pick the saints because i can make that argument that i think that Jameis will be better i think he will he can throw and is perfectly capable of throwing 30 times in this game uh he may not have to because you know they obviously have alan camara um and it's one of those situations where you just kind of get camara the ball wherever you can uh and then take the big shots when they're there in the play action and whatnot and i think Jameis is perfectly capable of doing that i think the saints defense will be good enough to support Jameis, maybe get a turnover here and there um and if Jameis can limit his turnovers maybe just throw one pick Jameis, four touchdowns and one pick that would be uh that'd be ideal and i think that would be a recipe for the saints winning this game so i'm gonna go with the saints all right interesting pick i, I mean 
You're not crazy, but you're crazy. Um, well, I mean, I, I obviously, I, I honestly, I would probably in a vacuum, I'd probably pick the Packers to win, but I want to make this interesting. And so I have different teams to root for uh, so I can beat you. So I'm going with the Saints. If we if we pick the same thing every time, then at the end of the year, it's going to be boring. It's going to, you know, okay. Um, let, let's go. I'm not picking like the, you know, the like a one that's obviously not going to happen. Like I'm not picking Detroit to win, but these toss up games, I'm yeah, okay. going with the Saints. I, I, I gave you the option to pick Detroit. I'm surprised you passed <laughs> it up. I gave you that second option. No, Look, but I, I mean, if you like want to change your really mind, we could go back. <laughs> no, no. I really do think that the Saints <laughs> have a good enough team to win this game. So I'm not, I don't think it's crazy to pick them. I really don't. Let's go to this next game. And I'm just going to deem it the Alabama ball. Um, Miami at New England, uh, big AFC East, uh, game to kick off the year for these two. Um, obviously Tua with the dolphins and now Mac Jones named the starter for the Patriots. Uh, the, all the Alabama ties, you also have Jalen Waddle. That's looking to make a splash as well. Um, and I really, I'm not a big Tua fan as I have said on this show, but I have my, questions around what the Patriots are going to look like this year. I don't like Miami traveling to New England. This really is going to be a tight coin flip type of game. However, I'm going to take the road underdog and I'm going to go with Miami and Tua just simply because I'm not sure what I'm going to get from Mac Jones. I do like the Dolphins defense a lot. Granted, the Patriots have a very good defense too. I like the Dolphins defense enough um, to make a difference and to a with a little bit more of a weapons arsenal than Mac Jones does. I think that's going to be the difference as well. Um, very tough call for me, but I'm going Miami. All right. And, and new England is the spread is uh, three points to new England. Uh, so another, another close, close spread there, but it's really, really, I mean, the and the home team is given three, so really, it is a coin yeah. toss. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so uh, I, I really think that uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one. I think that uh, we are forgetting who's at the hell in the Patriots, um, and it's Bill Belichick, and he's going to have that defense ready, and he's going to give Tua fits. If you don't believe that Tua is a real quarterback, well, the defense you don't want to go up against if you're not a real quarterback is going to be the Patriots <laughs> defense and Bill Belichick, and he's going to take away what you're good at. That's that's the cliche. He That's what he does the best, um, make you play a different way, and I think that's going to be too much for Tua. And then on the offensive side, you know, I'm excited to see Damian Harris take the reins of this Patriots rushing get- attack, um, Jonu Smith. Uh, I Mac Jones. I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see how he plays and he looks like, you know, Bill Belichick's looking for his Tom Brady 2.0 and Mac Jones might be that guy. Um, they were confident enough to not even keep Cam Newton on the roster to cut him completely. And so I think that speaks a lot of volumes to what at least the, this coaching staff believes in Mac Jones. So I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's the guy he's here to stay. And I think the Patriots beat the Dolphins because the Patriots usually always beat the Dolphins. Yeah, but, you know, the tides have turned in the AFC, so you never know. Um, let's go you to the Sunday. The Patriots are always waiting waiting in the, the woods. I know they are. Claim that. And out of all the good games this week, the Sunday night football game, look, it has a good team, but it's just such a disappointment. Uh, the Chicago Bears are heading out to L.A. to face the Rams. And... and 
look, Chicago is a very good defense, but I, I just don't. And they were a playoff team last year, but I just don't see it this year. Um, Rams, a lot of expectations. They're your NFC champion, Taylor, led by Matthew Stafford. Um, years of experience against the Bears, obviously, is Stafford. And if L.A. can get the running game going early with Daryl Henderson, not Sony Michelle, Daryl <laughs> Henderson, um, then that will be more than enough for the defense to tee off on Andy Dalton and this pathetic offense that the Bears are going to roll out until um, enough cat calls for Justin Fields hit home. Um, maybe the Sunday night football spotlight will be enough for it. Um, yeah. This offense is going to be abysmal until look fantasy wise, you know, that's a different story, but for real life purposes, this offense is going to be um, vomitizing to watch under Andy Dalton. And uh, I just don't see how the Rams lose this game. And I don't think it's going to be particularly close as well. I'm going, I'm going double digit scores uh, victory for the Rams in this one over the bears on primetime Sunday night football. Sorry about that dog sitting and uh, just realized that that dog was chewing on a highlighter. So oh, good. good. At least Otis <laughs> yeah. doesn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, this game, um, this game is, um, I think it's going to the Rams. Honestly, I, I, I can't see a way that the, the bears win this game. New look offense. I mean, kind of new look Matthew Stafford at the helm for the Rams. Um, another guy who could have MVP, uh, aspirations, I think, because I think that, like I said, the Rams are going to be good. You, you're right. I did pick them to win the NFC and represent in the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, I think the Rams roll in this one. I don't think the Bears' defense is as good as it was in the past. They lost <laughs> Piper. <laughs> they lost some key pieces, and um, I don't think they're going to be that good. I think the Rams are going to roll in this one, and I think that it might be enough. <laughs> By like halftime, the calls for Justin Fields are going to be loud. Is Piper like a dark, like closet Bears fan? Because she got really offended as you were starting to shit on Chicago. Yeah, maybe she is. Maybe she is. So, so she she got pretty offended. But uh, no, I, I agree. And let's move on. And before we start this game, we're on the Monday night football game, which the Baltimore Ravens are heading out to Vegas. The Raiders are what they are at this point, but really the breaking news that I want to drop, and it's not going to be so breaking by the time the show airs, but as it, as we have been doing this, the news broke that Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. He is going to be on the oh. practice squad to start. However, he will be activated to the 53 for, if not week one, week two. So that is a name to keep an eye on uh, for the future backfield of Baltimore, obviously, with J.K. Dobbins going out, Justice Hill going out. They were looking for some help. Le'Veon is their guy to compete with Tyson Williams and obviously the Gus Bus Edwards in the backfield alongside Lamar Jackson. However, let's go to this Monday night football game. The Raiders will be fired up to open Allegiant Stadium, and it's a big spot for John Gruden. Um, fourth year of a second stint with the squad. Vegas has been disappointing for the past couple years. Um, just two and six at home last year. Um, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson coming in. He always finds 
big spots to perform well. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions on Monday Night Football alongside a 2-1 and one record. Um, I think the Ravens are going to walk all over the Raiders as the Raiders open up their new stadium um, to the fans, I want to say. But the Ravens are going to be a good football team this year, and Lamar will have his way with a very suspect Vegas defense, and the Raiders simply just don't have enough on the offensive side of the ball to compete. I'm going Ravens to close out week one funnily enough um you actually broke that news to me because i i did i did see the tweet um but i it it started weird it didn't start with the ravens are signing uh it was like because of the injuries to blah 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 and blah 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 the ravens are signing Le'Veon bell so i only saw the first like line or two when it popped up on my down screen and i didn't look because we were already in um talking so yeah you just broke that to me so that is uh, interesting although i was wondering because i got a bunch of notifications from fantasy teams of people picking up Le'Veon bell and i was like that's why did did i miss something and turns out honestly honestly fantasy wise he's gonna be completely irrelevant i just have to chuckle at all the guys adding him um it's just look if he if he has a role i mean i'm not saying he's not gonna have a role but for fantasy relevancy it's just he is what he is at this point, and he's he's a depth signing. Yeah, it's it seems like um, I mean, I thought that he was going to do a lot more when he got to Kansas City. Oh, um, and if you if you don't do anything in Kansas City, you're not doing anything in Baltimore either. I mean, that's what I mean. The only difference is, you know, Kansas City is obviously a throw first kind of team, whereas uh, the Ravens are rush first, but it's you know normally rush with Lamar Jackson, um, and they have Gus Edwards there. And I think that he's a very good back too. So I don't see why they would go away from him unless Le'Veon was showing out like, you know, Pittsburgh Le'Veon back in those days. Um, but yeah, I, I, overall, I think that this will be a closer game um, than maybe you think. Uh, but I do think ultimately that the Ravens will win this game. I think uh, the Raiders have some issues. They have some offensive line issues. I don't know how well they're rushing game. Josh Jacobs there, but I don't really know if they're going to be able to protect Garrett Derek Carr as much. Um, and so, yeah, they, they have too many questions right now. So for right now, I, I'm going to go Ravens because the Ravens are one of the best teams in the AFC. I think we both picked them to make the playoffs again. And Lamar is, is Lamar and he's going to, he's going to run all over them. Then that wraps up the week one NFL preview. Boy, it feels good to be back. And we did flirt with a lot of fantasy. I'm going to give you one big stardom for a position. We're going to call it studs and duds this year, actually. Fantasy week one stud and a fantasy week one dud. Start with the studs. You can pick any position. I won't say quarterback because that's just too easy and there's just not enough value at that position. But... Give me a stud for this week. What matchup are you looking at that's going to win you week one of your fantasy matchup? You're on mute, Taylor. I I muted you on accident. No, you're not muted. I, muted I didn't. Myself. No, you muted yourself. You muted, but I muted myself because Piper was uh, piping up. Um, but <laughs> she's I really mad I... at you for shitting on the bears. <laughs> yes, she really is. Um, I gave this one away. Uh, the cat is out of the bag. I said it earlier. Um, um, I'm going with Raheem Mostert or Trey Sermon. I like both of them. Either one, I think, will be good as this uh, 49ers team takes on Detroit, and Detroit is not going to be good. I think that uh, more likely Mostert right now. Uh, I think we talked about how Sermon might take over eventually. Um, But honestly, I think they both could get 
big enough play in this game um, to be fantasy relevant. Maybe um, at a flex position, I'd put Sermon. Um, but I think Raheem, you could probably start as your RB2. And I think he's going to have solid numbers. I think he's going to run all over Detroit. I think they are going to push the run game because they always do. They're the, one of the best rushing schemes in the NFL. And they're going to run all over Detroit and I think start them. Start them. Yeah. Start them. Um, Mostert is definitely the early season play. Um, Sermon, I made sure I made him a priority in my keeper league um, and made sure to draft him, which I was very happy that I got him. But I I mean, look, I agree with you and I feel like I'm kind of cheating. However, I'm sticking in the same game um, and I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. And I just think he is on on a track to absolutely explode this season uh, for, for the Niners. He's a sweetheart of a matchup this week at going to Detroit. Um, their defense allowed an average of more than 44 fantasy points a game to whiteouts last year, and they didn't get any better. Ayuk is wide receiver. One is going to be a focal point of this offense. And I think he is going to be a stud this week for fantasy uh, managers and could on his own win you your week one matchup fair enough i think we both are looking the same way where we think detroit is just going to be really bad and i think that we both think that the niners are going to be much improved from last year i think they're going to be good and so yeah I, th- I think there's a lot of fantasy points to be had against detroit um so that makes total sense I'm going to let you start off first. Give me that dud. Give me your dud for week one. All right. So here's a guy who hopefully um, isn't your RB1, although I do know that a few teams here and there who went uh, wide receiver heavy in the first couple of rounds may have this guy starting in the uh first uh, or may have him starting as their RB1 or RB2. But I think that David Montgomery is going to be a dud this week. Um, I don't think the game script one is going to work for him. The Bears playing the playing the Rams, so I think the Rams are going to be up quick, fast um, with their 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 a high strong passing attack and Daryl Henderson. I think that they're going to score a lot of points. I think that means that the game script is going to fall away from uh, David Montgomery. Plus, let's be honest, this Rams defense with Aaron Donald there that scares me just in and of itself. And so I think that David Montgomery is going to struggle. Uh, this week, and I don't think he's going to be very fantasy relevant uh, this week. I'm going to go at the wide receiver position because you went running back. I had one for each. Now I'll go wide receiver, and that's going to be Odell Beckham Jr. And and a (laughs) lot of people drafted him because of the name, not so much what he's going to be fantasy-wise, and people are thinking, well, he plays the Chiefs. It's going to be a shootout. i got to put OBJ in. No. This is a tough, I get it. It's tough to sit a player like OBJ, but keep a few things in mind. He hasn't played a meaningful game in a while, coming off a torn ACL, and probably is going to start the season off slowly after coming off that operation. Matchup in Kansas City is not favorable, believe it or not. The Chiefs allowed an average of just 135 receiving yards, and the second fewest points to whiteouts last year, and the defense is intact. Um, I faded OBJ. OBJ in season long formats as well. Um, week one's no different. If he is going to be relevant fantasy wise, it's going to be later on in the season, not early on. Browns like Donovan People Jones a lot. So I think he's going to be taking snaps from OBJ. 
as well. OBJ is definitely a sit this week and somebody who I wanted no part of all year long. Yeah, no, I didn't take OBJ in any one of my leagues. And he's a guy who you, we just don't know, like if he's ever going to get back to where he was when he was on the Giants. And until he proves it to me, I, I'm, I'm not taking him. I'm not drafting him. And I'm certainly not starting him. Uh, he's way too inconsistent. They're not a pass first team. They're a run first team. And that, that just scares me overall. So yeah, uh, I, I'd agree with you on that one. So everybody, good luck on your fantasy matchups this week. Enjoy the first week of NFL football. Enjoy that red zone and hopefully your team pulls it out unless you're a Cowboys fan. Um, or a Seahawks fan. Or a, well, or a Seahawks fan or, or a Falcons, a Falcons fan, fan, I guess, if you want to pull that card. Um, no, just exciting stuff. Very, very excited that football is back. It, it's the one thing that keeps me going when summer really is starting to wind down. I get so upset when summer's over, but at least I know that football season is upon us. Very excited and looking forward to a fun year uh, of hopefully, you know, fans in the stands. I have a couple games that I'm already going to looking forward to it, um, trying to nail down a Penn State visit as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga. If you haven't checked them out already, go ahead and do so. You can visit their website, savingfacebarbershop.com or simply visit them off exit 13N in Saratoga Springs. Track season may be over, but that does not mean that, uh, you don't have to go and get a fresh cut because obviously school is starting uh, this up here in New York, at least the first day of school, I think is typically it's mostly this Thursday. Uh, go and get your back to school haircut, get your fall haircut as well. Um, this is going to be a, a really busy fall and you want to look good. Go check out saving face barbershop, our boy Jeremiah up there in Saratoga. And outside of that, um, just another awesome episode in the books. We'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. You can catch all our episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcast, Taylor. I know you want to get something in. So shoot. Yeah. I just wanted to say that, um, if, especially if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, or if you listen to us, Spotify and you want to support the show, go and put a drop a rating down there. Five stars is preferred, but you know, whatever you think we deserve, um, and while you're there, check out the other Godzilla Media podcasts because, you know, they're all pretty good. I listened to a few of them. The Travin Rigney show is very good. Um, Levac and Cause is an absolute classic. <laughs> I mean, can't go wrong with Levac and Cause. The Trav and Rigney show are good. I mean, if you want some more in-depth fantasy football, uh, the We Talk Fantasy <laughs> podcast is very good like as soccer, well. We have a soccer podcast. There's, there's yes. a lot of different ones. Uh, if you want mental health, the space between your ears is obviously there. Um, yeah, they're all good. Drop a follow there's, on all of them. There's, uh, they're start, they're starting to become so many. I'm not, I'm losing I'm count. Yeah. There's so many. I looked today 
and they, there's another one that I didn't even I, I hadn't even heard about, and I was like, oh my god, we have another one, and it sounds awesome. It's talking about video games and reviews of movies and such. Um, I have to give those guys a listen because they seem like they're a fun time over there. Uh, but yeah, drop drop a drop a rate, drop a review. Tell us how you feel about us, what we can improve on. <laughs> yeah, you love yeah. us. Tell- if you love us. Tell us we that you love us. <laughs> yeah, the, tell us that you love us. Give us that follow. Give us the comment. Give us the, the best like. way you guys can support the show, and, and and really do so throughout Godzilla Media. There's a lot of good podcasts out there to to listen to. So definitely go and explore some of those new podcasts. And we also thank you for sticking with Sports with the Z and a T. We are only getting bigger and better by the week, and we're glad you're along for the ride. But Meantime, enjoy that football and, and enjoy the last couple of weeks. Hey, good luck in fantasy, unless I'm playing you this week. And uh, <laughs> enjoy God. the. Uh, yeah, well, uh, if you're playing Gaz, then be 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 Gaz, and then uh, you know we'll all tee off on Levac when our turn is up as well. Um, <laughs> so, God, God, if Darren so, Moore uh, is the reason I lose against him, I'm gonna be so angry. I did. I I fully I fully expect it. Fully fully expect it. But no, outside of that, enjoy football. Enjoy the warm weather while it lasts. I have a tea time Saturday morning before the college football games get underway. Get out there. Enjoy the last breath of summer, and we will catch you next week. For Taylor, I am Bryce. This was Sports with a Z and a T, presented by Godzilla Media. Enjoy the football, everyone. See ya.